there's anything I can tell you, it's like the best place to hide is in your mind. Welcome to another episode of Between Lewis and Lovecraft Correspondence. This episode, I hang out with Drew from the Contrivance Podcast. Him and Britt are very good friends of mine, and it was just so fun to be able to catch up with him. We get into it immediately with just having fun, and we had a plan for our episode, and gosh dang, it went off the road real fast. So I hope you guys enjoy just listening to me and Drew. Uh, let's get into it. You're gonna, I'm going to drop you <laughs> right in into the middle of a conversation, so here we go. All right. Well, I think we should get into our episode and stop talking about other people. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing, we're, we're just advertising the next episode of this exact thing people are listening to. That's the entirety of this one. That would be such a fun podcast. <laughs> that really Where would, all yeah. you do is talk. You're just like hyping up your next episode. Just like, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. <laughs> next week, though, that shit is going to be tight. Thanks, Drew, for joining me on this episode. <laughs> Guess who I've got next episode? I've got David Carmichael. And then that episode, I'm like, David Carmichael, thank you so much for joining me. Guess who I got yeah. next episode? <laughs> what a hilarious... That would be such a hilarious concept for a podcast, is just like, each guest, you just talk about how awesome the next guest you're having on is. Goddamn. Oh my god, it's actually such a good idea. <laughs> because it works too like the person who's guesting on your show still gets all the promo like in fact they oh, probably yeah. get more because you're it's almost like this like let me tell you about this person mm-hmm. and then and so it's it's i my mind is blown right now Drew. <laughs> i have to make this note somewhere yeah what what's the name of this podcast oh fuck it's got to be something like uh, next time on. <laughs> like join us next week or something like that. Lewis and Lovecraft, absolutely zero dollars. We we don't have a Patreon yet. Um, we're still working on trying to get a listenership that I can justify us doing that that sort of push. Because um, I think right now we've got a solid 80 listeners. Mm-hmm. And That's so surprising. Th- I don't know. I thought I honestly thought that Lewis and Lovecraft was like a big established because i i despite being on a podcast i know nothing about podcasts <laughs> and i never listened to them <laughs> so, sure um <clears throat> i don't know like i just assumed that lewis and lovecraft was like a big deal just because like your guys production value is so good you and hannah are both so like i don't know like professional in your i don't know just like the way that you carry yourselves whenever you're whenever you've been on our show um yeah no keep going i appreciate yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. i i have i really appreciate you saying that i i put a lot of work into obviously i'm a producer for podcasts mm-hmm. you know like that's that's what i want to do even if they're not my own i i love the idea of helping other people and and i built the studio to help people so if i can do it professionally on my own then that's great Damn, yeah. I don't know, like, you... I feel like if, if if we at Contrivance already have a Patreon, you might as well just fucking grip it and rip it, you know? Like, yeah, just go for it. Also, I lied whenever I said oh. I didn't listen to podcasts because I have been listening to Welcome to Night Vale. And oh, that dude, shit... It's... That has been hitting so the exact... It's, like, been scratching that itch in the middle of the back 
that I cannot reach myself. It's just like, especially during this like super weird pandemic trapped in the house kind of time. Yeah. Like I'll just like every so often I'll either like sit out on the balcony or I'll, I'll take a walk around the apartment complex and listen to an episode or two. And it's yeah. just like, Ugh, that weird like ethereal like timeless Dude, it's so like, good everything so about it is so good. Good. <laughs> you know the what fuck it we're not we're not talking about any of this shit we this, talked yeah, about earlier all right this is a night vale podcast now all i'm right. okay i'm okay with us <laughs> chatting about night vale for the next 30 minutes and it was like i because like brit obviously she always is like like she'll always mention like really good podcast she's like very very super duper into podcasts and podcasting yeah. and like it's just as a concept and for me, like, I had, like, some pod... Like, if I was really into a certain video game, I would maybe listen to a couple episodes of that podcast. Um, there was a, like, a tabletop miniatures game I was super into for a while, um, and I would listen to the podcasts about that. But I wasn't into podcasts as, like, a concept. So, like, Britt's always suggesting me, like, oh, you should listen to this one, you should listen to this one. Like, oh, yeah, dude, is another one that she's always <laughs> suggesting me to listen to, but I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Oh, um, uh, yeah, dude? Oh, uh, yeah, dude, yeah. All right. Yeah, I feel um, like she's going to be one of those people who, like, she knows all the podcasts. Yeah, she definitely does. <laughs> um, and so Welcome to Nightville was one that she just, like, always kind of mentioned offhand. So yeah. um, just for our listeners' sake, real quick, we're nerding out so hard, and there might be <laughs> listeners who are like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> this is, like, this isn't even an episode. This is basically just... Um, just Drew and Tyler and an uninterrupted like stream of thought uh, yeah. <laughs> experience, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, okay, so Welcome to Night Vale is a podcast. It started in 2012, so it's been around almost for 10 years, which is nuts. Holy shit! Yeah, um, it is a big wig in the podcast community. Not just because they hold conversations and record themselves, you know, something that like Joe Rogan does. And they're not comedians. They're not people who are trying to make you laugh as much like maybe, you know, the um, the McElroy brothers. Um, what they do is produce an actual radio show. Um, and what's interesting about it is that it's a radio show for the town of Night Vale, a fictional town where all the weird shit and conspiracy theories, ghosts and um, you know, black choppers flying over and spying on people and uh, everything from Lovecraft, um, like all of that happens here in Nightvale. And what you are hearing is Cecil, the, the radio host, telling you the news for that day. Um, so the, the, the fun of it is like you are a, a Night Valian and you're just kind of hanging out listening to the news and you hear all the weird shit but to you to Cecil to everybody who should be listening to the show totally normal um and that's that's what makes the show really like engaging is like like oh what weird thing are they going to throw into the next story you know and and then through the stories through the you know little news stories news breaks and things like that they start to tell this story and then they have people come in to do interviews. They have people go out to live, you know, things happening and, and all kinds of stuff. And so this, the world starts to build from this little radio studio. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I was just like looking for something new to listen to one time when I was taking a walk and I popped on an episode of it and I was just like, Oh my God, like this shit 
is perfect. Like yeah. the narrator and just the weird ethereal. Uh, uh, oof, ah, it's so good. And the music, the weather. Oh my god. Oh the, yeah. Um, I think it's the second episode, and the song for the weather is uh, "Waiting for the Bus in the Rain." And uh-huh. it was, I was just like, it came on. I was just like, oh my god, this shit is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it gets a little uh, irritating for me just because, like, you've got musicians who are actively doing something weird just to be weird. Um, mm. And that annoys me. It's like, just make good music and be yeah. weird while you do it. Um, but I do I, I do enjoy listening for – I'll probably listen to a song for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And if I start to vibe with it, I'll let it play. If not, I just skip over because I'm, I'm there for Cecil. I'm there for yeah. the – I'm there for the the town and the ethereal dude. Literally, yeah. like when I think of the just just the concept of um, welcome to Night Vale, all that comes to my mind is just a purple haze mm-hmm. because they like they they've done such a good job with their marketing, with their uh, promotion, and like their brand. Like that is. You you get that black and that purple feeling that yeah. you know with with the like the moon, white moon in the background. It's just so perfect. Yeah. And so how far have you gotten into it? I am on. Hold on, let me pull up my Spotify. I am on episode sixteen. So oh, actually, okay. not that far. Yeah. There's like there was like I I was looking at uh, whatever I looked them up on the website. They're just like okay, so like. They had a whole section for how do you start engaging with Welcome to Night Vale. And it's like, yeah, I understand that, like, you're a big podcast and you got a lot of episodes. But, like, you just listen to episode one and then two and then three. Like, you don't have to – I don't know. They made it seem like it was this, like, big intimidating, like, um, like Homestuck or something. Like, something that's been around for, like, a super-duper mm. long time and you have to, like, be prepared to engage with it. Yeah. Um, I, th- but- I think, though, like, how many episodes are they on? I think they're up to like 134 or something like that. They're definitely in the hundos. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Welcome to Night Vale. Um, number of seasons. The main series is 168. They have okay. eight, eight live episodes, 12 bonus episodes. So they're pretty close to 200 episodes. Yeah. Number of seasons, eight. Yeah, geez, that's nuts, dude. So, uh, do we do we want to? I mean, I'm legitimately happy just talking about Night Vale for the rest of this episode. If we're going to, <laughs> we're we'll uh, just... we'll end up transitioning out because I don't like I since I'm still so new to it. I feel okay. like I'll probably run out of stuff to say. Um, sure, but but yeah. Do you have like it's it's like I the, whatever. So I I hit the like the second episode or the third episode, and I'm just like, okay, this shit is pretty tight. But like. Yeah. Does it have a story though? Like, does it have a, a traditional narrative arc? And so I yeah. googled. There were apparently a bunch of people that have googled in the past. Does Night Vale have a story? <laughs> story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm learning that it does not. Well, in a traditional sense, but it kind of does. Like, it has like those threads that keep coming back. Like Carlos, the beautiful scientist, and like yeah. there are elements from one episode that'll be in the next, and things like that. Um. Yeah. Ab- well, and and there are, I mean, there are storylines that that thread through. Like they have a political race for the new mayor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the the like five headed dinosaur or whatever is one of the candidates, and the mayor yeah. pissed off. But yeah, yeah. There's there's an invasion of tiny people. Um, it's 
it's all there's a lot of stuff and then there's even like uh another radio station comes into play at one point oh yeah uh, yeah it, it's really interesting the way that they do that um and you know it's to me it's it's just good quality um storytelling on top yeah. of really good quality production of podcasting so it's, and the narration like the the narrator dude. is just so fucking good like He's so yeah. good. <laughs> What's his name? I'm looking it up right now. Is it uh, Cecil Baldwin? Cecil Baldwin is the name of the character. Oh, but... I thought that was like the actual dude's name. No, I, don't I thought think they just so. like I thought they went meta with it. Hold on. <laughs> He's like, uh, He's "What's like, your character's I... name?" Like, I don't know. It's gonna be Cecil. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is Cecil. It is Cecil Baldwin as Cecil yeah. Palmer. Holy shit, dude! That's nuts. Yeah. Oh, that's what he looks like? Wow. All right. Never mind. I you wish had I did no not idea. see this dude's picture. Hold up. I got to scroll that. down. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying he's like a bad looking guy or anything like that, but like, I honestly, I kind of pictured him looking like you a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I was picturing like him a, as like, like a, a bigger guy. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Got that deep voice. I think the coolest episode, or at least hands down, my favorite one that has, that I've heard so far was the one I think it was just called a an episode about you or a show about you or yeah something. this this is about you yeah 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 and the whole thing is like it's all the narrator like talking directly to you the listener and narrating like how you ended up in Night Vale you have a job like unloading crates and you steal one of the crates and yeah. like the police officers find you because they're also listening to the radio and right. the radio is telling them like everything that you're doing <laughs> It and like, it's like you are now listening to the radio and you're hearing the radio station host talking about you. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, how meta can you get? <laughs> yeah. It was like one of the best like fourth wall or third wall. Fourth wall? I feel it like one it's of the fourth wall. Yeah, it's a fourth, fourth wall, wall break. Yeah, it was one of the best like fourth wall breaks I think that I've seen in a piece of media for a long, long time. It was just like so yeah, – it was so good. Oh my god, that episode gives me chills. It is. It's episode thirteen, a story about you. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I I typed it into YouTube because I I had an idea a long time ago when I first heard the show, mm-hmm. um, or heard that episode. I was like, dude, that would be such a fun short video to make. Is mm-hmm. like you do you have the the character doing all this stuff and like they're kind of freaking out a little bit and like every time they turn on the radio, you hear the actual broadcast of. Night Vale mm-hmm. telling him what he's doing and I don't know it would be fun it looks like someone might have done that actually they got 60,000 oh, views yeah I don't know that'd be cool I'll have to check that out yeah um, uh... yeah whoever wrote episode 13 genuinely was a genius yeah agreed uh, yeah um, and then Damn. you have you have the characters like Cecil, who is the character of Cecil, not just the the actor of Cecil, who um, he is. He's got just the best voice for radio mm-hmm. ever. He um, does, and like he he like emotes. He he does like subtle emotions very well. So like whenever you're supposed to be getting like a feeling of dread from the story that he's reading out, he'll have like this like dreadful inflection that he puts on his voice but there's no like over he's not he's never like over the top with anything 
Right. And I I don't know how canon it is. I don't know what who decided this or where it came from, but if you type into like Cecil Welcome to Night Vale into Google, you'll get a lot of art, um, a lot of fan art and stuff. And and the general consensus seems to be that he is a white man with uh, blonde hair, uh, purple tattoos of all the weird stuff that happens <laughs> everywhere. And then he has a third eye, which is supposed to represent his all-seeing eye. And, uh-huh. the, you know, he can see everything. Uh, you type that, you type uh, Cecil into cosplay or whatever, C- Cecil uh-huh. cosplay. People got crazy good at doing Cecil. Uh, it's nuts. Hold on, let me pull this up. Yeah. Oh my also, god! Yeah, they did. Wow. <laughs> there's also what? a ton of uh, of the uh, I don't know what to call it love affair between Cecil and uh, Carlos. And Carlos. Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> of that art yeah. out there too. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. This is not. This is not my Cecil. Hashtag not my Cecil. <laughs> this is not what I pictured him looking like. Right. So both the real life person who he is, he, he looks like he has a good tan going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is pretty damn bald. Oh, that that picture is not, he's not tan in that. He's just kind of a white guy, bald, got some glasses on. He's got one of them kind of has a beard situations going. Mm-hmm. But you, you're thinking like Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm picturing, like, there's this, like, husky dude. He he doesn't know. He might be the last person who actually exists in this town, but he's just, like, like sleeves rolled up. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. He's probably wearing, like, cargo shorts and a button-down shirt, <laughs> and he's just at his desk and just, like, basically defying I don't, I don't i don't know how to say it but he he's like just bringing you the news out of spite basically at this point he's just like i don't know if i'm supposed to be doing this but it's what i'm doing it's my duty yada yada <laughs> and he's just like this this big sweaty guy yeah oh shit they got a novel too <clears throat> yeah they have a couple they have the uh what is it the the faceless old woman who lives in your house or something like that i think uh, is the name of one of their novels really yeah uh, I really want to read them. I haven't, honestly, I have no idea how to like obtain them. Facebook I assume I, I, don't, I don't know if they're actually like in print or if they're just like um, ebooks. Yeah, which I could, I could believe not, they only did ebooks. Yeah, I'm not crazy about ebooks. Just in general, I love yeah. audiobooks, but ebooks is like just kill a tree, put it on some paper, and send it to me, please. <laughs> I want to hold that dead tree with some words. Yeah. On it. <laughs> I want to be able to dominate a plant while I'm consuming <laughs> fantasy. If you can't do that, then what's even the fucking point? <laughs> oh man, I want I want the irony of someone telling me to save the world through their message. <laughs> yeah, printed. give me that. Oh no, actually, apparently it's in hardcover, thirteen twenty five on Amazon. There you go, man. Hell yeah, written by Jeffrey Craner. Yeah, dope. Actually, I am... Ooh, and there's an audio version read by Cecil Baldwin. Oh, fuck. Obviously, I gotta get that. Hold up, hold up. It Devours. Welcome to Night Vale, a novel. Yeah, I think they have three of them in total so far. Which, I don't know, like, I, is that gonna break the spell of Night Vale? Like, four 
it to be put into traditional narrative form. I can't tell if that's going to be the dopest thing ever or it's going to be like mm. unsatisfying because of the how non-traditional the narrative, the narrative structure of Night Vale the podcast is and you try to put that into novel form. Like I don't know if it's going to if it's gonna they jibe. if they rushed it, you know, if some like some business manager came to them when said like, "Look, hey, uh, you guys are making a lot of money, and mm-hmm. if you put out a book, you're going to make even more money. People are going <laughs> to eat that shit up. Then I'm sure it's shit. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's just another episode that they just kind of transposed into a, a, a book. But if they took their time and this became like a passion of theirs or they're like, hey, we're, we're going to write a book and base it in, in Night Vale, those two, uh, Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner, those two guys are so flipping smart. And they're so creative. I could not believe that a book that they put out would be bad. Like, I feel like it's going to yeah. lend itself exactly to the Night Valian world. Yeah. Uh, that's my that's my hopes. I'm an optimist. I'm a fan, so. No, I'm here for it. I, I, I feel the same. Hold on. There's there's a sample for the audio book. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peep that real quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> the 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 very first line in the audiobook sample is uh and feel a stab of pain about how alone you are, but it'll be like most showers you've taken. No context. <laughs> There's no like lead up, but it's basically like, okay, yeah, this is this is the kind of vibe that I'm I'm listening to a Night Vale novel for. So Yeah, absolutely. You're basically just getting an extra podcast. If you listen yeah. to the audiobook, that's all it is. It's just like one long ass episode. Yeah. Dude, I'm so I'm so happy you brought up Night Vale cuz it's been a while since I've listened to it too. I just mm-hmm. don't like I've got I try to I try to help out uh, you know, indie shows by listening to them yeah. and, and if if I think their quality work, I'll try to reach out to them and and see if I can promote their show or you know they can whatever we can do as far as collab or whatever um Mm. so i've got this huge list of shows that i want to listen to and then i want it like the shows that i really like like contrivus or fables of refuge or the monster hour like these are shows that i genuinely when they show up on my feed am so excited to listen to Uh And, and so it's like oh do i listen to this indie podcast that needs listeners or do i listen (laughs) to my friends who i really like their shows or do i listen to the you know the giant podcast that don't even care if i listen you know like they don't even you're just a fucking number yeah exactly like they're great obviously but Mm. uh you know i don't know man i like being seen yeah it's a cruel trick that we have a finite amount of time in this world for listening to things and giving attention to things yeah, absolutely. I I think that if I could, you know, just quit my job and become a full time podcaster, and people are like, "What do you do?" It's like I listen to podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm the dude. I'm boots on the ground. I'm giving these motherfuckers the listens they need. <laughs> like I feel like that should that that legitimately would be providing value and should be should yeah. be a paid position. I mean, it, there's uh, from back in back in the day when when I mean I don't know how old you are, Drew, but back when I was a teenager, it was like 2003 to 2009, and you had a bunch of the indie scene um, mm-hmm. bands were coming out, you know, and and a lot of especially like the Christian bands. You got like 
um, Under Oath, Anne Berlin, um, oh, God. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Tooth and Nail bands, and each of them had their own like street team. You know that was a thing, and like there was the the T-shirt brand uh, C28, I think, C28.com. It was not not of this world T-shirt brand, and they like they were all about the street team. So like me and my marketing brain is just like oh we need to have a fucking street team because that's what the bands and t-shirt companies did <laughs> i so i am familiar with these bands that you're talking about uh-huh. but i'll be honest with you i have no clue what a street team is it's like it's the hardcore fans like the scene chicks that are really there for oh like you're dedicated like you're yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, or yeah, or like these, the, for the t-shirt company, it was like, you can join the street team and we'll send you some, some promo flyers and maybe some free stickers to, to give mm-hmm. to people. Um, and then you just go out and you like, you tell people about our t-shirts and our website and stuff. It's mm-hmm. basically just getting people to volunteer, feeling like they're, they're cool because they're helping out this indie thing. Yeah. Um, which honestly is a great idea because you it can help it can it's a it's basically like Patreon and Kickstarter mm-hmm. you know um, so I I think it's I think it could be done well yeah agreed <laughs> that actually sounds really dope <laughs> yeah so uh, Lewis and Lovecraft Street Team that's what we need yeah <laughs> you'll get um, free stickers mm-hmm. <laughs> slap them onto some street signs. Yeah. Um, take them to school, put them on some binders, put them on your locker. Yeah. Do kids still have lockers? I, I guess not now. Given not the, right now, they don't. <laughs> given the given the situation. Um, uh, do kids still have? That's the greatest question. <laughs> That's how I know. Yeah, so you asked how old I am. I'm actually yeah. like 65 years old, apparently. <laughs> Back in my day, we had yeah. those steel containers. <laughs> Just line in the hallways. It was a prison for your books, and you had to go there every single time after class. You oh, had man. five minutes. Your classes, your classes were eight minutes apart, and you had five minutes to go to your locker. What a fucking crock. Oh, I, yeah. I, the, the older I get, the more and more I realize what a crock of shit high school was. It was like, really? Like, I look back at the time. Yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm a very, like, rules-following person just by, by nature. Sure. And so when I was in high school, I was just like, man, this seems like bullshit, but I'm sure they have a good reason. <laughs> but now that I'm looking back at it, I'm just like, no, this was just actually bullshit. Like, what the fuck? It took me 10 years and I realized, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the exact same way, Drew. I'm like, in high school, I followed the rules as best mm-hmm. I could and... You know, I was I was taught to to obey people, but I w- in my head I was constantly just like, "Why? Why are we doing this?" this is yeah, so I was like, "This this can't like this can't be right," but they're telling me it's right, so like I guess it has to be. So I would I would um do things I would cheat the system basically is what I do. I'd okay. follow the rules to a T, um, mm-hmm. where like uh, there was this thing called independent study. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can basically go to anybody anywhere and ask them to be your independent tutor. As long as they sign up for it, then you can be you can join them for an independent study. And and, you know, I I went to my youth pastor and I was like, hey, um, 
can I do an independent study with you? And he's like, yes, absolutely. What, what period of the day? And I was like, well, uh, my only available time is, you know, first period. And he's like, oh, that's kind of early, but you know, it's, it's probably a good idea. I was like, great. Mm-hmm. And I knew my youth pastor pretty damn well. I knew he, he's a youth pastor. He doesn't get up early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, if he can help it, he's not up before like 10 o'clock any given day. Mm-hmm. So my first class starts at eight. And so every single morning he'd be like, all right, just stay home. It's cool. <laughs> and then like the days that we did get together, he would just take me to Denny's and buy me breakfast. Cause that's what he wanted to do that early. <laughs> and then, uh, and then um, I had uh, a free period at second period. And then my third period was yearbook class. So basically I, I was able to get it. So where I had two main classes, uh, and one of them was yearbook where they didn't have me do anything. I would do my homework for fourth period, which was English. And then I had early dismissal. Jesus. I figured out, was this your senior year? Yeah. Jeez. I figured out how to get to school by 10 o'clock do my homework for and then take lunch <laughs> go to class and then go home <laughs> you had so <clears throat> you basically had if i'm understanding this correctly uh one class for your entire senior year it was just english uh oh well that was just the last trimester that's when i like finalized it it was like it was experimenting with that mm-hmm. from the beginning of junior year all the way to you know the the second term in in senior senior uh, year. Yeah. So you, there was there was tiny adjustments being made. I was calculating. Uh, <laughs> you were like you were like testing different variables. You were basically in your senior year of high school. You were the end user that every software developer is terrified of. You were like <laughs> like you took all of those knobs and all of those levers and were just like okay. I'm going to exploit the shit out of this as hard <laughs> yeah, as possible. Exactly. Yep. It was great, man. It was so good. <laughs> My sisters were so pissed off at yeah. me because they'd have to go, they'd have to get up and go to school. They'd have to stay there longer than me. It's like, look, I'm a senior, man. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so Drew, you do, you do the Contrivus podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you do anything else creative or, or anything at all? Yeah, so I am in the middle of, and it's sort of on pause right now because I have a bunch of like personal life stuff going on. But I have a uh, a card game that I'm like designing and developing and trying to make a thing because I think it would be the dopest shit ever to like have a board game on retail shelves that like people are actually buying and enjoying. So I've been that's like my main creative pursuit right now. Um, dude, that's so cool. <laughs> it's so fun, dude. And like, I, so I've been keeping, if I, so I have a blog that I started and is now, I like, I haven't updated it in a while. Um, sure. But it's called. As most blogs. Are. Yeah, <laughs> really. It's, uh, it's called Marching on Their Axes. It's on like the blogger website. Um, and it was where I was keeping track of like my, like the game development history, like the different phases it was going through. And like, uh, real quick, Axis or Axis. Axis. So let me, I'll type it into chat. Marching on. And I was so, 
I'm also going to toot my own horn. It was a super clever name because the game <clears throat> is like you have characters, like you have character cards that start out on like the battlefield in front of you and uh -huh. they're able to uh like you can move them around. So it was um I was I was thinking of okay, so an army marches on their bellies, but in this case your main resource instead of food is like combat because your like your life resource and also the cards that you play like everything uh comes from your your deck of like playable cards so like whenever a character is dealt damage you discard cards from the top of your deck into your discard pile um and whenever you have to reshuffle that's whenever a character is killed because basically you've run out of resource so it was like okay so gotcha. an army marches on their bellies but in this case your main resource is your combat deck instead of food so they're marching on their axes or their swords or whatever but they're also marching on the X and Y axes of ah. the battlefield. So I was, yeah, I had like a real like super proud of myself, big brain moment. I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so smart, <laughs> dude. I I love that sort of shit. I love when like when you just get so proud of yourself for seeing yeah. that thing. But then like you have to explain all of that for that joke oh, to yeah. make sense to yeah, anybody it, else. It does not make sense. Unless I'm able to, like, lay out the whole train of thought that led up to that being the name of it. Yeah. So it's actually, yeah. like, yeah, it's uh, it's not something I can show off unless somebody is, like, <laughs> really willing to take that trip with me. Um, yeah. Dude, I love it so much. I think that's so great. <laughs> but uh, uh, So how far would you say you are from completing this thing? Uh, I would say pretty far. Like, I'm, I'm kind of deadlocked now because I'm in... I would say, like, version 3 of the game, but, so it needs to be playtested, right? And I can, like, playtest mm. with myself all day, but that doesn't really get me the information. Because I'm still, like, right. I'm, I'm confident enough in the, like, base mechanics, and, like, I would say, okay, I can recognize that, like, yes, this is a fun game, these are good ideas, but I still need to playtest it more to figure out, like, if shit is just broken 100%. Sure. Which I guarantee what it is... is. Like, I know there's some combination of cards and characters that somebody's going to find in the current <laughs> yeah, state. Obviously. And it's just going to absolutely, like, destroy the entire game. Um, they're going to have one class for all of the trimester. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, somebody, some Tyler Clausen is going to come along and just be like, oh, well, if, if I just put this character with this character and use these two cards in my hand, uh, I can just infinitely loop some dumb bullshit and destroy the game. And it's like, okay, great. Thank you. I'm I glad know, you I know it's <laughs> I know from that story it sounds like that's the sort of person I am, but I, it's not. Like, it took, <laughs> it took a year and a half of planning to get one trimester, to, you know, my last mm -hmm. trimester to do that. But, like, my older brother, Randy... He is exactly like that. Oh my god! Um, my older brother is as well. He's the exact same way. Like he's. Is a, it just a trait that they inherit? Like it's just like an that, older brother. As soon as like a younger brother comes out, the older brother just like acquires these skills mystically. He's yeah. just like, oh you shit! You become yeah. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and, and like it gets infuriating. I I play Magic the Gathering with him sometimes, and we play on Arena right now. Mm -hmm. And they just released the new pack or whatever it is, um, the uh, Behemoth Cave or whatever. Um, oh, Ikoria. Ikoria. Yeah. Layer of Behemoths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, that's how, like, I play, but I don't know the lore or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but he found, like, within a day, he put this deck together oh God. that, yeah. like, every time I play a creature, he's able to cycle, whatever that is, mm -hmm. and then he can kill it. 
So I literally have no creatures on the board, and he can just build up his creatures and kill me. And it's like a four-round game every single time this deck happens. And I, like, I was... I told him after the second game that happened, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Hey, I just, I don't get mad. I don't uh-huh. like lose my shit because there's no beating it. So I just, I go, Hey man, uh, just to let you know, I'm not going to play with you. If you can play that <laughs> like I'm here to have fun and chat and, and goof around. Um, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Dude. So that is so eerily similar to my exact same experience with playing Magic the Gathering with my brother as well. Really? Yeah. We so there's uh my fucking brother, his so his first deck is some like it's all zero cost artifacts and he's playing them from the graveyard and he's making infinite mana and he just like real quick real quick drew not to interrupt i just love the idea we have like these book nerd like older people listening to our show Mm -hmm. and you're speaking chinese to them right now (laughs) like i love it like i'm following along barely because Uh i play but like i just (laughs) for for you listeners (laughs) yeah i i know you're here i know (laughs) i know what you're going through so continue So he's playing, like, some, like, bullshit combo deck, and he's, like, he comes, like, he comes to me one time, and he's just, like, <clears throat> like, this is, it's a, it's a really cool deck, he's super proud of himself for, like, figuring out these combos and, like, making it himself, but he's just, like, yeah, like, it feels, like, it feels really one-sided and, like, not fair whenever the combo goes off, I'm just, like, yes, that is exactly how it feels from the other side of the table as well. <laughs> And so yeah, then, no shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yes. Um, so this motherfucker then goes and he's like, okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna build a new deck then. And so he goes and builds another goddamn combo deck, but this one's even more efficient. Um, oh my god, it's so frustrating because it's just like whenever it goes off, like I'll just be literally I'll just be sitting on the other side of the table watching him. And he's just like, okay, so I'll tap my Lotus Breach, uh, float three blue uh, mana. I'll turn my Thespian I'll, Stage. I'll cycle Hidden String, another three blue I'll mana. I'll escape the uh, or my Lotus strings. Field and my Thespian Stage. I'll, I'll tap them both, both. Uh, and float six red mana. Okay, so if you have the combo, just tell just, me because just do it. Jesus Christ, this is painful. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and like. Uh, I know um, my my brother when we play D anD D he's he's kind of the same way he built this character mm-hmm. that is broken he he built this druid character that um, I had a whole <laughs> zombie apocalypse thing in this medieval city feel going on right mm-hmm. and and I was super excited and and then you know they all they're like all right we're gonna sneak around I was like no the point is to fucking fight zombies. <laughs> Not sneak around the zombies, but you know I'm the DM. I'm gonna let them do their thing, mm-hmm. and eventually I make it so that they have to fight a horde of zombies. Yeah, and the f- and I'm like, you guys can jump up on the roofs. Like you guys have all these options. Everything that you want to do, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And my brother, he's like, all right, uh, I cast uh, summon uh, beast uh, for uh, fourth level spell or some shit, and he summons fucking. 10 cows and he summons them in a circle around them and and so all the zombies just hit the cows can't go through and then each each cow gets a turn 
So that's uh, ten fucking cows ten that fucking we have to get through. Ten fucking cow turns you gotta track now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> got to a point where I'm just like, oh my god, this is so dumb. But like, <laughs> it was it was a genius move. D&D has been definitely one of, uh, like, a, a small refuge during this time. Because we used to play in person. Um, yeah. But thankfully, gods gave us Roll20 yeah and man. so we can we can play online because the, yeah that's been that and like doing shit like this like doing the contrivance podcast and just like talking with people online has been like an immense help uh during this sure. time for my mental health yeah i mean i i still work 40 hours a week you know mm. i i work in construction and and guys in construction don't give a fuck about viruses and health mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh like i've been i've for me it's almost the opposite where like this is a when i get time to do this or i get time to play D, which i played my first roll 20 game ever like uh a week and a half ago mm-hmm. and it was so fun just to kind of play with some some people and and not play with my family you know because like yeah. you get into a, a a way that you need to play when you're with other people with certain people and um <clears throat> so it's nice for me it's an escape because i'm still out there you know like uh, dealing with i have to wear a mask at work and i wear glasses so basically i'm blind all day yeah that shit fogs up like there's nothing you can do yeah i yeah so i you know it's nice to be able to just come into the studio and and hang out with people and talk to people and like you know, I love this episode. You're my first episode of correspondence that I'm recording. Um, it, it might not be the first one that we put out, but mm-hmm. like the idea that I can just come in and you and I are just gonna shoot the shit and talk about nerdy <laughs> stuff because that's what that's what gets us to a point where we're going to create something else. Like I'm sure you play a lot of board games and that's why you want to make a board game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you know, and, and Brit, like she she listens to literally every single podcast in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh, I should make one too. And and I love hanging out with Britt because I can just throw an idea at her. And like the whole, I- the whole idea we had earlier of like the podcast where the next podcast yeah. is the ne- – <laughs> She would be down to do that. Like yeah. if I was to get serious, she'd be like, "Yes, we. When are let's set a recording time? Mm-hmm. When are we doing that?" Like I, I love that that I can have. I was telling my wife this too. I think I've made more friends in the time that I've started podcasting than I have in my entire life. Honestly, yeah, I would kind of agree with that. And it's weird, like that you. I, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not somebody like I don't make friends easily. Like, yeah. a, a lot of the people that I talk to or interact with on a day-to-day basis are obviously, like, people from work. Because I'm – so I'm also working during this time, but it's all remote, so I'm just, like, in my house on my computer. But we have Slack and yada yada, so we're still talking. Right. And it's like – I don't know. I interact with these people all the time, but I'm very, uh, like, reserved usually. Yeah. And I – like, I, I'm not 100% comfortable with the idea of people that I work with knowing things about my personal life (laughs) sure um and so like podcasting and just like like this right now talking to you um there was the other week it was uh andy's birthday and andy Uh is uh for listeners at home andy is brit's partner um they had producer and and, editor and producer and editor and basically they uh they 
are pulling all of the all of the levers and twisting all of the knobs <laughs> behind the scenes to make sure the contrivance happens. So yeah, I'm never not going to give a shout out to Andy because they are fantastic. Uh, and yeah, with, and he's, without he's them, fr- contrivance probably would not exist. At work, there's a uh, a guy who I work with, and he, I showed him a bit of your guys's contrivance episode uh, mm-hmm. with my co-host of Lewis and Lovecraft, Hannah. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, this is really funny. He's like, this is what people do on podcasts. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, man, <laughs> this is basically what a podcast is. And then I showed him a bit of mine of mm-hmm. Lewis and Lovecraft. And he like, he was looking at me while we were watching it. And his face was like, almost like I insulted him. And I was like, yo, what's, what's up? He's like, dude, why aren't you like that at work? Like, why are you so different? Mm-hmm. on a podcast i was like well for one i hate being here <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be at work i want to be in my studio <laughs> uh and then i kind of explained it. i'm like for me it's it's where i get to break out the most it's where mm-hmm. i don't have to be afraid of you know what i'm gonna say if i'm gonna do something wrong like worst case i can edit it out <laughs> you know yeah uh, which I generally don't. I generally don't edit because I like having me just kind of be me. Yeah, the flubs. The flubs are kind of what makes it. I don't know, like whatever I'm listening to to stuff. Like I want to hear. If I'm ever listening to a podcast, I want to hear the hosts being like, <clears throat> like dumb and goofy. Like I want to hear if somebody like says something wrong or forgets something. Like, I want to hear that. I don't want to listen to this, like, really super overproduced. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Says like, the guy who j- we just spent forever talking about Night Vale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess um, that's an example of one where it is very, very produced. Um, but it kind of serves its purpose, though. Like, sure. the whenever I'm listening to, like, a buddy podcast where it's just, like, a bunch of people who are all friends just, like, talking about some shared interest or something. Like, yeah. I want to experience their buddiness. Like, I I want to feel like I'm in the room with them and, like, just listening to their dumb bullshit. Um, yeah, so, yeah, like the, like, the flubs, I don't know. They, I, they, they only make it better. So, Drew, do you have... Do you have anything else that you wanted to to chat about? Because we're oh, I mean, I, I I could go all day. We've already been at this for what an hour, and yeah, at, at this point, much. we're basically just like hanging out. We're yeah. we're literally doing the thing that we just said <laughs> podcasts should not do. <laughs> so. No, because we have a hook. We have a hook, which is I'm bringing you as a guest onto my show, talking about nerdy things, okay. and then. You brought up Night Vale, and the plan went to shit. Yeah, it absolutely. We had we we were supposed to talk about like yeah, we were talking about uh, your your tabletop simulator, uh, the Scythe game, possibly the Scythe book, which has nothing to do with the game. Uh huh. Yeah, damn. We, went, we got to we got to Magic in D anD D though. We did. Yeah, I'm glad at least we got to to talk about Magic a little bit. Um, yeah, we went off the rails. This was like. <laughs> But I think that's okay because I I, I want to say that there's no way that this is going to be your only time on the correspondence episodes. Cause, oh, I would hope not. Yeah, I'd love to come yeah. back. 
Also, do not so let this cool. be the first episode because people are going to be like, oh, what's correspondence? And they'll listen to this and they'll be like, oh, it's just some random bullshit. Okay, I got you. <laughs> like, yeah. This has to be the one start, where people are... Yeah, start with something like more structured and then then hit people with this because... Uh, I gotta... I'm recording with Brit in a couple of hours to okay. do hers. So I'll be on her and be like, look, I already fucked around and threw. Yeah. But um, I really sincerely enjoyed this a lot. Cool, man. Basically just, yeah, I did too. I uh, I enjoyed talking to you, Tyler. You're a good person, and I hope that I can capture you among my friends. And I like you a lot, so thank you. Yeah, Drew. Uh, everything that you said, but back towards you from <laughs> me. <laughs> you, I, I genuinely was uh, excited that you responded to me because, like, I, I've gotten to know Britt pretty well, mm-hmm. and you know, we've talked through the podcast, your podcast, a bit. But I think that uh, I, I'm always excited when I meet someone who has passions and, and obsessions and things that mm-hmm. align with me. Uh, it sucks that you're, what, like 2,000 miles away? Oh, yeah, uh, I'm far. I'm in Virginia, and you're in Canby, what is it, Washington? Oregon. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I literally opposite sides side of the country. <laughs> we'll, meet, we'll meet in the middle. Yeah. Uh, in Colorado Fucking, yeah Wyoming or some shit <laughs> um, but yeah so I, I genuinely am, am, hap- am happy that you responded and I'm, I'm happy we got to hang out if there's anything I can tell you it's that the best place to hide is in your mind 